is the Oil Country Podcast. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Sorry, it's a Snapchat that's playing. Hi, Johnny. Sorry, I'll stop it. What the fuck? Okay. You're leaving that in too then. What? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot you were recording. Is this our intro right now? Like, is that what we're doing for our <laughs> intro? <We> just, <laughs> Hi, John, you suck. <laughs> Hi, John, you suck. Do you see what you, you deal with? Like, I feel for you, man. I literally was like, we, we were doing our dead air segment, and I literally like got a Snapchat and like was like a fucking 13-year-old kid with ADHD and just like totally... Totally, like, completely forgot we were recording. Oh my god. Okay. I thought we were just chatting about it. Are we keeping this in or are we we restarting here? Hello, 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 Oilers fans, and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Oil Country Podcast, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is our 60th episode, Kyle, which, which is fucking dope. And the other thing that is dope is we got some hockey news, and we're moving in the right direction. Now... We had a pretty big guest on scheduled for the show. I'm not going to say who it was due to like contractual obligations, but it rhymes with Loner Lick David. And we just had to tell this guest, yo, we got some other stuff to talk about. So fucking kick rocks. Kyle, how are you doing, man? I'm in a goofy mood today. Aggressive intro. <laughs> Uh, aggressive. I mean, I, I'm I'm good. I'm excited. Obviously, we're starting. Well, not obviously to you guys, I guess, but to me and John, we're starting to record this right after the NHL put out their statement. Uh, the NHLPA, sorry, regarding the 2014. Yeah, like literally a couple of minutes. Yeah, ago. Uh, return to play format. Um, do you want me to read the quote, John? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Let's kick us off. Uh, so NHLPA statement on return to play format. The executive board of the NHLPA has authorized further negotiations with the NHL on a 2014 return to play format to determine the winner of the 2020 Stanley Cup. Several, oh my God, sorry, several details remain to be negotiated, and agreement on the format would still be subject to the parties reaching agreement on all issues relevant to the resuming play. So they Good read, basically, number yeah, one. I know, fuck, call me that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically, they they are going forward with the agreed upon playoff like what frenzy like it's it's kind of a gladiator battle there's obviously challenges to be overcome to get there um yeah i mean there's a lot of shit they're gonna have to figure out still yeah Um, which which is to be expected i mean my question is is like what do you think their timeline is which maybe we don't even need to get into that because maybe that's it's just like a too early to tell I think it's definitely too early to tell. If I was going to ballpark it, I mean, it's end of May right now. I would think they'd probably take most of June to figure it out at least. Right? And, like, the thing with that is, too, is, like, even if they kind of have it figured out in June, like, these guys are going to want to be on the ice practicing for, like, a minimum, a minimum of, like, five days before they play their first game. I would say early estimate for me would be, like, second to third week of July, moving into, like, later estimate being, like, um, first to second week of August. You know, I think like that's kind of your area where it'll pick up. I think I could see it starting like legitimately. It's like it, it, no one knows what's going to happen with COVID here. And when we're not going to get into that because at the end of the day, nobody knows. But I really like optimistically, I could see 
end of June, like last week of June, I could see players being on the ice. Like not playing, but I could see training camps reopen, practices going in a centrally located area, private ranks, of course, or like closed ranks, of course. But I, I mean, that's a shot in the dark. What are you, where are we at with the format? So, because that, that's one thing we kind of know that well, they're going to move forward. Do you tell you the matchups too? Um, I mean, we don't need to go into all the matchups, but pretty much how they're doing but just it. just the plan. Yeah, like b- roughly, like, we don't need to go into every division, but... So they're they're doing it with what is it? So it's the top four teams from each conference, points percentage wise, are getting buys, or they're like not buys, but they're getting into the playoffs for sure, and they're gonna play each other in exhibition games to get warmed up. Am I am I right there? Uh, I believe that there is no. I I don't think they are actually. I think the playoffs just start. I think they have pla- practice. I'm well. Totally no, they have the play My ass on that because the top four teams right? have buys. Like they're in. No, they do not. They release from Sportsnet as well, per Elliot Freeman and Chris Johnson, that the top four teams are going to be playing for seeding from both the West and East. So those are Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philly, and St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and okay, Dallas. But they're in the playoffs. But there's is, is my point. Sorry. So it's not. Oh, 100%. You're, sorry. You're they're right in the, playoffs, in the sense that they're not exhibition games. Sorry. I was wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing. Like, it does matter, those games. But yes, they are by. They get to the second round free. Right. And then the other eight teams, which Oilers are slotted right now to play Chicago, is will play. It, it's got to be at least a best of five series. Like, there's no way they can let these teams ride their season ride on three games. Hockey's way too random for it to be three games. I mean, could you could you imagine like a number one seed team being knocked out? Well, it, well not like, even number one, it, I guess, it, but like, like a how, second one. I how guess, confident but. are we as Oilers fans in a best of three series against Chicago? Like, I think we should win that. Yeah, but exactly. in no yeah, way am I like seriously. super confident going into that series. Anything could happen, especially after two months off of playing hockey, right? Like, I get you have five days of for practice, sure. But let's get real. You're going in cold. That first game is a total toss up. And like Chicago is an older team, so you would think on like like theoretically they're going to struggle with it more. But that's also a deep. Like, you know, a, a team that has struggled, but a deep team with a ton of playoff experience. Now, this is an atypical playoffs. So, I mean, does playoff experience in the first round of a play-in amongst eight teams when four teams have buys, does playoff experience matter? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at with all of this, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, at the same time, too, John, like, does, you know, if we win this, this year, like if the Oilers come away as Stanley Cup champ, do we have an asterisk beside that win? So I'm, you know, like, we were talking about that in our, in our uh, network group chat a little bit. And I think the general consensus, there's some people that are going to be exceptions to this, of course, and there's that's going to be with any fans and, and everything. But I'm with the general consensus that I don't think there is. Like, it's a weird-ass Stanley Cup. But like, what year was that with the shortened season? Was that when LA won? Or was that one of Chicago's Cups in, like, 2013? Uh, like, I mean, this is a prime I example. I think it was when LA won. No I one even I, knows. I, I, like, we, like off the top of our heads, we don't even remember what year that was specifically. And I don't put an asterisk next to that cup. So it, it'll be a unique Stanley Cup playoffs, without a doubt. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if the Oilers win the Cup, for one, we were in a better situation pre-COVID going into the playoffs than we are now. Like we were, we had what, like a 95 approximately chance of making the playoffs. 
And now we're playing a best of three or a best of five or a best of seven series against Chicago, who had like a 2% chance of making the playoffs. I mean, th- this is almost like more adversity. I feel like this is like a harder Stanley Cup to win than other ones. That is that being well, said, yeah, there's more I only have that opinion, assuming the Flames or Toronto don't win the Stanley Cup. If they win, there's an asterisk against this. Bettman rigged it, and it's complete bullshit. I'm so excited to see all the people in Montreal have a total turnaround on the opinion of their team because people were <laughs> shit-talking that team so hard. Well, and, and then now they're going to be stoked they're in the playoffs. So who are they slotted to play again? Is it not Pittsburgh, is it? They're Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So here's the other thing, when like, and somebody brought this up in our chat again, but as far as best, if you play a best of three, what are the chances that Carey Price gets like unstoppably hot for two games and Montreal beats Oh, seriously, him? just stone like, fairly yeah. high. And who knows? Like maybe he's maybe he comes out and he can't stop a beach ball because he literally hasn't had pucks shot at him in, in two months, three months by that that point. But maybe he comes out and he's prime carry price and just stonewalls it. Like they they've got to do at least five, and then after that, I think it's got to be at least seven games. But I guess a lot of that depends on a lot of that depends on how late this thing starts because they're not going to want to eat into next season and the players are still going to need like at least like three weeks to a month, like bare minimum in between. I, yeah, I, I mean, again, just guessing, like if I had to, I would say that the first round is, it has to be at least five, right? I would think that's probably. And by first round, you mean like the play in round, which is more or less like a wild card round Yeah, compared to if you look at it with like other sports. Yeah. And then, and then a best of seven after that. Could you imagine if it was a a one-off? Like baseball or something? <laughs> Could you I'll, imagine I'll lose it? how many pissed I'll, off people there? I'll lose it. Like if yeah. if that's oh, now as soon as you put that bullshit idea in my head, now I'm mad. <laughs> At first I was like, "There's no way it can be best of three. It has to be five. Now you say, "Could you imagine if it's a one game?" And in my head I'm like, "It has to be a minimum of three. There's no way. There's no way it can be one. It has to be at least three. Like. <laughs> Like, please be three, please be three. Yeah. I mean, I still think it needs to be at least five. Yeah. Especially no, considering just, there it, won't be, like, I'm assuming there's not going to be, like, preseason games. Like, I'm sure teams will try and run scrimmages in practice the best they can. But it's, like, that first game or two is going to be an absolute toss-up. Like, what team is more prepared? Dude, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this. You know something that's it, it's funny, but it's it's a tragedy. And I actually I want to say this out of sympathy, it, it, dude. Even though 24 teams are in the playoffs, Buffalo missed again. They're 25. <laughs> that's terrific. So, <laughs> you imagine how much that must suck to be a Buffalo fan right now. Oh, like I'm, I'm, my heart goes out to you because we're Oilers fans. Like we get it, but like, no, we oh, don't, man. I honestly, I, man, I'm gonna say right now, fuck Sabres fans. I'm sorry, I don't like them at all. I, I, they're like my irrational hate. It's all that like they were the most outspoken ones of like you guys don't deserve McDavid. Like we were the ones that should have won that. Like fuck off. You guys are like the people rip on us for being trash, and then like Buffalo tries to do that. Like when other Definitely teams that have would, actually won, but I, won under, but I understand and been good, that though. You know, like they I'm did have man. the Fuck highest Buffalo, chance, man. but it doesn't. It's not a guarantee. So whatever. Fuck them. But but so, I mean, my heart does go for them for that for missing the playoffs again. Even though like you're almost there. Honestly, Buffalo is lucky because like let's be real. 
I think the Oilers are dark horse contenders to win the cup right now. Like, like, but it's like it would still be like a miraculous run. I don't think they're like a legit number one contender or like number two contender in the league. Not that being said, to. Buffalo has like no chance in hell of making a Cinderella run. Like that team is just not. They would have to have their whole team just play out of their oh, minds. Oh, it's not the f- it's not the fact that they'd get there. It's just you know to end the, their drought, right? I think they're on like six or seven seasons now, something like that. So and yeah. and for fans, like I get what you're saying, but on the flip side, I would almost be pissed because like you look at Montreal or like Chicago's situation. Let's obviously if they win the cup, it, it's worth it. But let's say they go from having a shot at like the first overall pick. They're slotted at at what would that be for the twenty fourth team? That would be like number eight, number seven or eight for Montreal and Chicago. Now, let's say they win two rounds. Now they're drafting like 18 and and they have nothing to show for it. No benefit other than maybe getting your younger players a little bit of playoff experience. That's really all I can think. And like end money. But like if I'm Montreal right now, if I'm a Montreal fan, I'm not really stoked that they're there in a play in. And I'm not going to, like, say Edmonton was in Montreal's situation. I'm never going to hope for my team to lose, especially in a play-in or playoff game. But at the end of the day, I'm not really happy that they're there. Because that team needs more. Like, they need to build more. They need to draft more. Uh, I mean, I agree, right? Like, I, 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 I... Unless they go on some crazy run and win the cup. Then it's like, fuck it, who cares about a draft pick? Yeah. But even, like, say Montreal goes through and they get to, like, the Eastern Conference Finals and they get, like, slaughtered. You'd still be upset because you don't have a chance at the number one. I mean, it'd be a cool run to watch and it'd be fun. But, like, at the end of it, it's kind of like, was this well, worth you threw it? away your future for, you know, a potential future. Yeah. Sorry for, for that. Yeah. In my opinion, I would have cut it to 20 teams and you take 10 teams from each conference and you have break them into five team divisions. You play around Robin twice. So everybody plays eight games, and based off of that, you seed. Or even, I, I'm wondering, it would even work, like, if you played four games, one against all the other teams in your division, the fifth team gets knocked out, and you seed one, four, two versus three, and you start the playoffs best of seven. That's that's the system I would have liked more. Because, like, the Montreals, the Chicago's, the New York's, like they're, I, I'm not trying to rip on their like fan bases, but like, you know, they've been vastly more successful than we haven't recently. But it's one of those things where it's just like they don't belong to be there. They literally had a better but, shot I mean, at if, the first overall pick than they did of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, or or even making the playoffs, let alone winning the Stanley Cup. Like I'm and like I'm pretty sure Chicago had a better shot at the first overall pick than they did of making the playoffs when the season ended. Like they were fucked. Yeah, but I mean, I would. Yeah, okay. If I if was, I was one of those teams, absolutely. If I was on a fringe, I'd be stoked. But yeah, it's like twenty to twenty four, whatever, eighteen to twenty four. And that's if, the thing. Like, I have no problem with taking like five or six teams from like, of like based off. Like, say if you took. The thing is, is they just had to bring the top enough ten teams. teams in each conference points. Yeah, but they had to bring enough teams in order to get like their bi week structure right. Otherwise, it was just a normal playoffs, right? So. I understand, like you're, and I guess you know, the aspect of seating place, but yeah, yeah. The other aspect I was thinking of it too is, is like, my first thought was like, well, why don't you just play, like, why don't you play all the games to like all the teams get to like seventy six games? That's like that's four or five more games for everybody. You seed it. 
Yeah. See, you know, you take that's the top, more the line you take I the think top they ten win. teams. Where, but the issue with that is to play out the rest of the games, you've got to get the Detroit's coming back to play. You've got to get the Ottawa's coming back to play, and those teams don't want to come back to play. Yeah, they're, they're on they're vacation fucked. now. Yeah. What do they have to win? Like the only thing those teams will literally have to win is maybe losing enough to get better odds at the first overall pick. That's all they have to win. What I will say though is so then this is something that I think Shane from the Ottawa uh, podcast brought up and Mason from the Montreal. Like, aren't those teams the real winners here? Because let's assume, like the NHL up to this point, from my understanding, has said that they still wanted to do the do the draft as scheduled. So if that draft happens before the playoffs start, you can't have a lottery with like the Chicago's because like what if Chicago wins the draft lottery and then they go on a Cinderella Cup? Win, I think it, I think it's only the seven teams can take place in it. Right. So they just yeah. now like now Ottawa increase and, their odds. And they, yeah. yeah, they don't have the risk of you know a Philly jumping up like that's happened or a New Jersey well, jumping ass- up that's happened in previous years. I would assume years. percentages increase too because you're taking away half of it, right? Even though it's small percentages when you get that. Oh, low. you'd have to. It'd be all yeah. like all the yeah. top half seven day. teams have the same odds or whatever, but it, it like the same. Um, they don't have increased odds, but like less options. If that, I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. I know that. Totally I, makes I, sense, I I'm picking it up, dude. Don't worry. So others will win it again. I guess. <laughs> And that was going to be my next point. It's like, if those teams are benefiting, why don't you just give all 31 teams a shot? And obviously, like, the Washingtons and the Tampas and, and St. Louis like and, and the Oilers have a very, very minimal shot. But could you imagine? If could you were going to do that, though, imagine? then you'd have to include all teams in the playoffs. Well, no, and that's my point. Is like, yeah, or, yeah. well, oh, sorry, you'd have to actually let, like, let all, like, let Detroit. If you're going like, to allow everybody a shot at the Tampa. laundry, then you're going to have to allow everybody in the playoffs. It yeah. has to go both so ways. So here's yeah. the thing that makes the most sense to me. You push the draft back. You drop. Yeah, I don't you push the draft, the draft to August. As, as, yeah. And like it once, should be happening after the after play-in's these, done, like yeah. after the first play-in is done, and you have 15 teams that didn't make the playoffs. My Is my math right? Yeah, 15 teams yeah. that didn't make the playoffs. Then you run the lottery with those 15 teams. I mean, what's what's the harm in waiting till after this is all done, anyways? Like, there's gonna be an off season, and I don't you know, have a quote here, Kyle. Is. But I'm pretty sure that Batman, like right from the get go, was like, "We're not moving the draft." And I was like, yeah, I, "The draft is the that, most movable is thing." Question. Yeah. Like, it has yeah, no like, impact. Like, you only have ELCs like, to sign, which like a lot of the players aren't even gonna get ELCs their draft year, and like. What do you have to like? What like, like the what, only thing that sucks is like those older, kids like, have to wait. Matter. Exactly. Yeah, like it does not matter. Like it's not like they're out playing hockey and you know like the the placements are moving around or you know somebody's going to be able to get workouts in with a kid. You know, it does not matter. Everybody's on self isolation right now. Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, it's, part, it, yeah, that's such a good point. It's like it's not like they're playing competitive hockey and like Alexis Lafreniere is going to like tear his ACL or something before. You yeah, know, like, like he's. T- He's hanging out at home, you know. I'm sure, like, working out and stuff, but, like, I mean, not, sorry, I will knock on wood because I don't want to jinx, like, some not, (laughs) not generational talent because that term is so goddamn overused, but very elite. Isn't a generation every year now, I thought? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure Michael Benning, Matt Benning's younger brother, is actually the second generational talent in this upcoming draft, and I hope the Oilers draft him in the third round because they'd just be, like, a steal to get the next Eric Carlson in the third round. Now, Eric Carlson's not good enough. The um, 
Who who, who are we comparing Michael Menning to? Sorry, I'm being stupid. Bobby Orr. Let's just go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Thank you. That's that's a good one. So, I gotta say the one pro here, and I kind of alluded to it at the start, Kyle. Let's just say they play a best of five round versus Chicago. Mm-hmm. Assuming the Oilers win that round, I think they're better situated than the teams that got the bye. Oh, I was talking about that. Uh, uh, maybe it wasn't with you earlier. With somebody else, I thought I said it to you. You maybe, might have been but... talking about it, but I said it on air first, so I get credit for the idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, taking the buy or getting the buy given to you is a disadvantage as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, as long I, as you I win the play-in. Like obviously, if you lose, it's a huge advantage to get the buy. Yeah. But assuming if, you win that play-in. And if it's like actually like uh, from what I've seen, which is apparently from Freeman and Johnson there, that the top four teams, even though they get the buy, they're going to play for seeding. At least there's something there too now. I thought that they were just going to be playing like preseason mean nothing games. That, um, that, that's what I like. I thought it was just like exhibition. So like the C and the seeding makes more sense. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, like uh, this, this goes back to why I'd rather have a round series. Like. I'd rather have a round robin, especially when it's like, so, and here's the reason, like, I mean, everybody listening is going to be just as biased as we are. And and here's what makes me bitter, Kyle. We lost the last two games. Now, the reason Dallas is the fourth seed is they have one less point, but we've played two more games than they have. So it's like literally if coronavirus hit two games earlier and the Oilers hadn't lost those two games, we would be the fourth seed right now and we'd get a bye. And even though I'm saying like we're both acknowledging that one of the pros is that you get legitimate warm-up games against Chicago by not being in the bye, but let's be real, there's also the chance that up Chicago upsets us, and we're in the situation being like, well, luck of the fucking draw. Dallas gets lucky that coronavirus hits right after Oilers two Oilers losses. They have a worse points percentage. Like it easily could have won like another couple of days. The Oilers win two games and we're in. And you could say that it, I'm not penny partying the Oilers there's a lot of teams in those situations that you could say that about but at the end of the day we're Oilers fans we're an Oilers podcast so I'm going to complain about it <laughs> plus still kind of fucked Dallas from the 90s yeah I mean uh, what do you think this is going to do for hockey I mean obviously it's got to be I mean I would think good there might be and probably will be um some pushback right i mean we've talked about it me and you i'm pretty sure on air as well but off air too right just how there could be negative consequences from this like if somebody does get sick and expands and they have to cancel there's gonna be a lot of i told you so's out there um yeah i i think there's obviously risk but i think that's just like i don't know sorry go ahead continue your thought i didn't mean to cut you off uh, i just want to say like if they're the only league out there playing like there's going to be more eyes on hockey. People are going to be watching it. Well, I mean, Bundesliga, which is the, I'm not a soccer guy, but I believe it's the German soccer league already opened. I haven't really been following that, but I heard that they opened. I mean, that's a real stretch for me to go watch soccer. That's a real stretch, but yeah. Okay. I get, I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got a lot more space out there too. And not as much contact, but no, I mean, yeah. see, see, here's the thing. I don't think NHL will be the only league. Like, they might be the first one that, like, voted on it, and they might be kind of like the steamroller. But, like, if the NHL makes it happen, the NBA is going to be right behind them. There's no way they're going to... Like, there's no way the money riding on the line, and as much as human safety 
I mean, we're not going to get in that debate of the economy versus human safety, but with all the money riding on the line, there's no way if the NHL comes up with a good system that the NBA is going to risk missing out on that money. Even with the risk of, yeah, maybe one of your players gets sick. Maybe a trainer gets sick. Maybe somebody gets seriously sick. And, and you know, God forbid, like, maybe somebody dies. I'm knocking on wood here. But I, I've got to assume that they are going to take every precaution possible and do this safely. I mean, I would hope. But the, the thing is here is, like, there's going to be a lot of, like, obviously, like, mandatory isolation periods before you travel to the team. It's not like these guys are going to be, like, even though, like, so say, that, say they do it in Edmonton. Even though Edmonton's reopening right now and you can go to a restaurant, there's no fucking way these NHL players are going to be caught in a restaurant. Like, they're going to be pretty well, that's, quarantined. That's why the Rogers Play scenario works so well, right? Because it has a hotel attached to it. And I think, it has like, Vegas was another one that, games. like, really clicked there, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, too, like, as we went to our... Um, you know kind of when this will start um like they're they're gonna probably have all the players isolate for 14 days as well when they get there right to just like make sure you would assume self-sustained and like maybe not isolate from each other but like maybe that's maybe that's where they get into like a training camp situation where like they set up where like hey we're gonna practice for two weeks and it's literally like only you guys are coming in contact with one another. I, I'm still, the question is, is like, are the players going to sign up to potentially like be away from their wives and their kids? That their was families my for whole thing the whole time, right? It's like they're literally signing up to be away for a while. I get that they're professional athletes already and they travel a lot as is. But I mean, you're asking the winners, right, of the, the eventual Stanley Cup to be away from their family for two months, month and a half, you know, like. That, that the is worst, asking the a lot worst of situation yeah. is the team that loses in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, and that's always like I mean, I mean that's kind of not a saying, but like I've heard that mentioned before, even without COVID, because it's like you get such a shortened summer, and like you can't train, you're beat up, and you have nothing, to, you have no hardware. I, I like, mean, <laughs> at least at those games, like they have their families there still, like they're crying, oh, with for sure. crying def- with their no. wives and shit, like you're gonna have yeah. to be crying with the rest of your team. It's gonna be such a sob fest, man. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not. Obviously, this is kind of a worse year to deal with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, man, I mean, I don't, hey, that's that's what you have to do, I guess. If that's part of the sacrifice the cup, to make so. millions of dollars to play hockey, I guess, at the end of the day. And, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to rip on them for not wanting to do that. Like, at the end of the day, everybody, I'll respect that everybody needs to make the decision that's right for themselves and their family. But that that kind of leads me into the next thing is, like, I don't see it happening, but I can't help but wonder. I wonder if any players hold out, like individual players are like, no, I'm not playing. I was just about to mention that, too. Just like, yeah, I... I Especially, like, say you're on, like, the Rangers. Like, I and I don't know. Like, I haven't been... I haven't been following as much because I think, like, over the last bit, it's been easier to kind of disconnect from a lot of, like... I mean, we've mentioned this before, but, like, social media and stuff like that. Um, But, like, have a lot of the players gone back to, like, Germany and Sweden and Czech Republic and all that stuff? Russia? Or are they all still, like, in Canada and the States? I, I mean... I don't know, dude. I don't check every. I'm not stalking NHL players. Well, that's the thing. I know Drysdale has done a couple interviews, a but I can't remember if he's home. like back yeah. in Cologne. Yeah, making and just Cologne like Zoom chatting to everybody. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, because that's another thing. It's like if you're a player in like Russia, and you're on like fucking New York, or or Chicago or Montreal, or like, are you gonna be like 
hell yeah, I want to come back. I mean, may, it might get into a more of a, like, violating a contract. Because at the end of the day, if, like, the Players Association agrees to it and you say no, I mean, there's going to be repercussions there. Like, you're definitely not going to be getting paid. It'll be more or less like an inexcused absence, which... I, I mean, I would think that that's even, like, terms that, like, terminate a contract if you wanted to, right? If they're refusing to show up. Potentially. Right? I mean, a lot of teams maybe can get off scot-free, just tell a player, like, hey, just stay home. You know, we're going to cut Lucic's contract. I was just going to say, can you imagine if Lucic did that? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm in Vancouver. I'm not going to Calgary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's happening in Vancouver. What do you tell you? Yeah, I know. But yeah, I'm not leaving my house, though. My, my kids, man, i got to think about the kids. <laughs> have you been watching The it's Last kinda... Dance? It's so good, guys. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. It's like we have internet here, dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Kyle. Oh, man. I still like, you know, I can't believe we started our episode that way. I can't believe it's <laughs> so zoned out. We, uh, uh, I was like, how did you lose attention for like 10 seconds? <laughs> you like, what, what just happened? We went dead air and all of a sudden like you're listening to fucking Snapchat. Like what? It's been a long day. I actually got like really, a really good sleep last night too. Like I'm still working and working long days, but I like, I went, I passed out of my bed, fully clothed, watching Netflix at like 8.15 last night. Woke up at 9.30 and was like, oh, my God, I need to shower and, like, get ready for bed. And I was worried it was going to wake me up. But I literally showered and then passed back out right away. Slept uh, right, to five, right to five. So, like, I got lots of sleep. There's no, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm out of it, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. I do, I'm the uh, one that's out of it, so. I do want to mention, just for anybody that maybe uh, hasn't caught our last recent episodes and tuning into this one, um, I feel like we did. we had some interesting guests, and I think we went in a, a bit of a different direction as far as being in the COVID stuff. And I, I honestly, Kyle, as much as I love just chatting with you and this, I've enjoyed this chat, um, as I always do, I kind of wish we did the guest thing more when COVID started because we, we, we got to talk to some interesting character. Um, Lars Kellyo, who is a Edmonton comedian and a fucking great dude to talk to. I mean, all three of these guys are great dudes to talk to was our episode three ago. And then we had Sean Patrick Ryan, a.k.a. The Oil Knight, who is a amateur scouting extraordinaire, talking, talking about his, uh, his scouting techniques, what he looks for, what he's looking for on the red flags, green flags, the whole nine yards, and, and just kind of got to know how he got into that, as well as the Oilers draft. And then we had Matt Brown on last week, who is a spinal cord advocate. He was a, a high school hockey player that had a collision, went awkwardly into the boards, broke his neck at, I believe, the C4, C5 vertebrae, and has been uh, a quadriplegic since and written a book, started a Matt Brown Foundation, done, and graduated school, going for his master's now. An incredibly inspiring dude. And I feel like that's one thing that, again, I, I really like chatting with you, man, but we got to meet and talk with, well, not meet in person, but talk with some really interesting people. Yeah, I, I mean, we became kind of like Joe Rogan Experience Light, hey? Just yeah, going off the board. They we tried to relate it to hockey a little bit, but for sure. Know. And then they were all like everybody we interviewed were were hockey fans, mm -hmm. or hockey ex hockey players, or you know whatever. But yeah, 
see like my favorite part of it is i usually don't have to talk much during those i just like i can listen like a fan to these people and their stories and i know <laughs> if i was a fan of our podcast i would be stoked that i don't have to listen to my stupid comments and your shitty voice for most of it and just get to listen to somebody <laughs> else my shitty voice fair that's fair <laughs> i love how you're like yeah i'm so glad on our podcast i like those ones because i don't really talk much <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean it like that no i did i, I meant it just for the joke but no, uh, I know. but no like honestly like i do like talking to those people it, it has been such a blast having them on because um you know like it, it's interesting it's something different rather than us just bullshitting about you know although i think we've been you know ranting and talking here for a while like there's there's not a lot going on right now right like you know like obviously there's big news tonight that we've been able to rant about but before that it's been hey man what's going on in your covid life right yeah so so me and kyle were mocking each other at, off air today like literally our last episode started with us talking about the weather like, what the fuck are we minutes. doing, man? Yeah. For like three minutes. We're an Oilers podcast being like, yeah, it's sunny in Montreal. Yeah, it's raining in Edmonton. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? Like, people aren't tuning in to listen about the weather. Like, COVID has made us all crazy, is my point. And we are converting to a weather podcast. We're going to record it a week before, so everything will be dated. We're actually going to release it a month later. What was the <laughs> weather 32 days ago? <laughs> In two cities. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even really going to take notes. So it'll just be like based off of our like vague memory. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> like it was cold for a couple months and then stuff melted and it got warmer. I'm glad we can have a little bit of humility on this podcast, too. So. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we fully realize we're not pros. I mean, let's Far call a spade it. a spade here, buddy. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about here, John? No, I think we're going to wrap that up. We are, uh, we're probably going to go back to another guest. Uh, we are st still dropping episodes every Monday, everybody. So check that out. Um, I'm going to try and drop this episode on our feed. And by that, I mean on our, our, our individual feed that we had before we joined the network. Um, Ooh, look at you. We haven't joined that, or we haven't posted to that. Excuse me, I can't even talk right now. We haven't posted to that feed in quite a while. So if anybody didn't make the switch over to our network, feed this is for you this is our one episode we're dropping on this feed just as like a, a hey what, move on over four other podcasts that we've done so if you're still subscribed to this one there's tons more to listen to yeah you've missed like 20 because i think the last one i posted was like 40 or like oh, was it? Okay. 39 i thought or some you hadn't done it since we joined yeah. no i i had done it into like january like right up until kind of battle of alberta that hit the fan but um yeah but we're we're man i'm i'm stoked you know, in closing here, I'm stoked, fucking bananas stoked that hockey might be coming back. And I'm stoked, I, the word of the episode, stoked. Check out that code word, stoked. Use it at Alley Cat for 10% off. I'm excited off. if you're excited, if we're excited. Exactly. Everybody's excited. For you to shock in some beers, because I'm like, I'm like 95% sure the Stanley Cup too. is getting awarded this year, buddy. <laughs> I knew this was coming up. Oh, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, fuck, I regret making that bet right now. Oh, I honestly man. wish you like anteed up and were like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll shotgun six beers and then chug a bottle of whiskey. Like <laughs> I did say I'd do three because they're like, we'll do three of our American beers because they're Dude, you can't fall beers. into the trap of hockey troll. Like, I love that hockey troll is like, he doesn't troll 100% of the time, but it's literally in his fucking name and he still trolls like 25% of the time. 
and like and people he, bite on it. I know. I'm yeah, like, what are you doing? I know, here? man. Like, and yeah. it's like still like I, I you see people bite on it on Twitter, and I'm like, dude, look at his name. Like, what are you doing? Don't feed the trolls. But he got you because like he made you feel small because he got he got everybody in on the bet, and then he's like, yeah, well, like I'll do three. And then everyone else is like, shit, man, we agreed to one. Like, I'm not going to look like the little <laughs> pussy that's just shotgunning one beer. <laughs> and now you're going to be shotgunning three. Whatever. I'll not give you a cop out. What? If you don't want to shotgun all three, you could ice yourself for one and shotgun two. Ice myself for what? What do you mean? Dump a bucket of ice? On me? No, you don't know what icing is? When you, no. like, somebody hides a Smirnoff ice, like, you know, the cooler bottles that are like mega sugar. Uh, they hide it, and if you like discover it, you have to get down on one knee and like crack it and chug, chug it, like bottle the thing. It's not what the it, fuck it's, are you? T- it's like it's, an adult Easter hunt. What the hell are you talking about? No, so it's like so. I'll, I'll tell a story here. So I went to a wedding okay. last. I went to a wedding last summer. While we're kind of off off talk, topic here bleh, with hockey. So, uh, excuse me. I went to a wedding last summer, and. They're like one of the things they did at the reception, not at the not at the ceremony, but they had taped Smirnoff ices around the reception hall under people's chairs, under their tables, behind curtains, uh, by like the MC booth. And as people were going around, if you discovered one of these Smirnoff ices, so you just like came across, you saw something under someone's chair and you're like, hey, what the fuck is that? And you reach under and it's an ice. You have to remove it, immediately get in front of everyone, get down on one knee, open the Smirnoff ice and chug the thing. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a Smirnoff ice. I'm not a big cooler guy myself. I've had several. Maybe it's more of an Alberta thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's more of an Alberta thing. Like I've only had several literally because of this like prank or whatever you want to call it. It's not like chugging hard alcohol or like beer, like beer. It's the carbonation hard alcohol. Obviously it's like the burn and like how fucking drunk you get Mm. Smirnoff ices. It's the sugar you like you get halfway through and you're like, Oh my God, this is so sweet. And it just like, it, it, it hurts, man. It doesn't like, hurt, I want to throw like, up from the sugar. Not yeah. From the oh yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I did three at that wedding and then they did the thing at the, yeah, I did like, I found two and it's not really like fine. It's not that ingenious. Like someone will literally like leave it at your table when you go get food and then you come back and there's a Smirnoff ice sitting at your spot and you're like, oh, they curse you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and then, but then at the end they had them like taped I, under I all the I'm young people's chairs. I just drink three beers rather than drink that garbage. You don't, I, I'm, you I'm don't have to, here's the thing though. Yeah. You have to shotgun three beers. Yeah. I got to burp. It's not drink. That's, that's oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to make you do yeah. it back to back. Like nobody wants to see a dude throw up on camera. Like <laughs> I'll talk, do what I have to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get you're going to get your girlfriend to uh, to videotape you. Uh, she'll probably be super impressed with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I did the last time we were just rambling about shotgunning. The last time I shotgunned a beer, I like aspirated it like I I finished it. And up down to like the hole that I cracked and I you know how like when you chug something you want to take a breath immediately after yeah I inhaled like through the hole instead of just removing the can from my mouth and inhaling and I took like a big breath in while there was still a little bit of beer at the bottom of the can so the force of my inhale sucked a little bit of beer into my lungs and I was gen- I coughed for like four hours to like clear my throat it was awful that's what John's <laughs> random thought of the day. Random story. <laughs> All right. You ready to get out of here, dude? Can yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. 
Okay. Yeah. Peace, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. And now a quick message from our friends at Alley Cat Brewing Company. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Alley Cat is offering free delivery in Edmonton Monday to Friday, St. Albert on Wednesdays, and Sherwood Park on Thursdays. Check out their new summer raspberry sour, Razzy Cat, in addition to their full lineup of delicious brews. Alley Cat is the OG craft brewery in Edmonton, serving Yegg since 1995. For more information, check out alleycatbeer.com. That's alleycat with a K, beer.com. Don't forget to mention that you listen to the Oil Country podcast for an additional 10% off your order. Minimum order and terms and conditions apply. Visit alleycatbeer.com for more information.